Welcome to the podcast, Happy Instant. I'm your host, Joseph Anderson. You can find me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy. And today is episode 130 of the podcast. And it's entitled The Ghost Trap of Your Mind. Okay, guys. So here's the way it works. As you're understanding the world, you're going to realize that some of the things that you've taught and shared before are not the way you see it anymore. And so now you might be thinking, oh my goodness, Joseph, what are you going to say? What, what are you going to say that you haven't, you know, that, that you've kind of shared with us that you don't necessarily believe anymore? Well, and, and it's not that, it's just like we evolve. We, we evolve and we understand things differently. Now, in the past, one of the things that I have very much said is how so often, you know, it's like the angel on our shoulder and the devil on our other shoulder. And both of them are enticing us and sharing good things, sharing things for us to do. And it's hard to decide. But there's something else at play here. And that's your mind. You know, I don't know if you guys have ever seen uh, Ghostbusters, whether it was the movie, whether it was the cartoon. Well, after they have all these ghosts flying around, and when they capture them, they put them in this little tank. Every one of us, there are thoughts flying all around us all the time. We only pay attention to those ones that excite us or that scare us, generally. As I've often shared with people, you know, it, it, if, you're, if you were talking to me face to face and you'd see behind me that there's a white wall, now, you wouldn't pay much attention to that, but if there was a clown on it, you probably would pay attention. Maybe it would scare you, and maybe it would... You would just wonder, what are you doing, Joseph? So it's only the thoughts generally that move us positively or negatively that we have some emotional attachment to that we really pay attention to. Well, what I've seen recently is the way it really works. Our thoughts at first. They are just things. They really are. They're just ideas floating through the air. However, once we have grabbed onto the thoughts, and once we, they have become a part of us, they have become part of what's called habitual thought. So, in any given moment, it's not necessarily you know, the, the adversary always messing with me. No, it could be. I, I don't know. But what seems more real to me is the thoughts that I've taken in, the longer I've held on to them, the more they stick. And the more they stick, the stickier they are. If you put your hand in syrup, like, well, I guess better yet, if you see syrup, 
you could be like, oh, that's sticky. However, if you put your hand in it, there's almost nothing you can do except wash it off with water or some other form of liquid that will get your hand unsticky again. I mean, it's like with my nieces and nephews. When I'm, you know, if, if they're eating pancakes or French toast or some other substance like that, there's a good chance they're going to get their hands sticky. And if I don't help them wash it off, they're just going to remain stuck. The same happens with each of us and our sticky thoughts. Our thoughts become so sticky that they look very real to us. It's like, even though, even if I wipe most of the syrup off of my hand, it's still going to feel sticky to the touch. Now, it's not until I really take it and go to, to the water that it will be clean again. Now, the longer we, and the stickier some of our thoughts are, sometimes it requires a great deal to get them off. And the way I want you to think about that is, like, if you've ever seen or touched super glue. Now, I don't think I have, but I do understand, and I think there might even be a warning on the label that says, hey, be careful with this stuff. It's really sticky. Every one of you has that occur as well. When you start thinking about something, you know, at first, it's just going to be like, hey, no, don't do that. But the longer you've held on to it, the more permanent damage it will do. And once you've held on to something so long, it might take a lot more time to fix. If you've been through a traumatic experience, for example, some of those things can be really sticky. And they become habitual, repetitive thoughts. Now, oftentimes people have shared like, well, if you're having a repetitive thought, it's from the spirit. And, and what I'm seeing in this moment about that is it might be. It, it really might be. It really might be Heavenly Father wanting to just explore that topic with you and to really help you and wash the syrup off of your hands. I understand and I know that God has blessed my life so abundantly to be able to take that syrup and take it off of my hands. But some of those things, those things that have been traumatic experiences in my life, the residual syrup remains a little bit. One thing I have noticed is with habitual thought, it is healthy to explore it. I want you to think, for example, for yourself of some habitual thought that you might have. Some thought that has bothered you, some thought that the very thought of just 
maybe hopefully maybe not quite fills you with terror, but it definitely leaves you wondering. Sometimes we feel that we don't want to explore those things. However, it was in a recent conversation with my own coach that I realized some of my sticky thoughts, some of my stickiest thoughts, was really helpful to just go and and kind of share, hey, this is what's going on. Sometimes, and, and now, guys, be cautious. Don't, don't share your stuff with anybody. My coach and I have a wonderful relationship where she knows more about my life than almost anybody else. Especially the parts of my life that I don't want people to know about. No, that's not because you know, they're secret. That's just because there's certain areas of my life that even I don't understand. But they feel peaceful. And there's others, like there, there's certain thoughts that you know, I've felt immense peace about, about certain directions in my life that many other people wouldn't understand. And so how grateful I am for my, you know, my wonderful and incredible coach. Like that being said, sometimes it is healthy to go in and explore your, your stuff. Because sometimes there's areas of that stickiness that look real to you. Sometimes our scariest thoughts, there's parts of them that we want and there's parts of them that we don't. Like, we're not... We're not all or nothing people. Many things in life, there's things about it that we want and there's things about it that we don't want. Now, if you want it more than you don't, you can go after it. But if there's parts that are sticky around things for you, it really can be healthy to explore with somebody. Whether it's a coach, whether it's an incredibly close friend, and just having someone listen and kind of share with you what they see. Now, the more that I place my hand into these sticky thoughts, the more and more it's going to feel almost natural, but uncomfortable. And the more that I've lived with these sticky thoughts that look real to me, or parts of them look real, the more that it's, it's just going to feel... You're going to get used to it, but it's not going to feel good. It's like, if, if my hands are sticky... They're, they're going to stick to things. It's going to be harder to do the things I want to do. But after a while, I'm just going to get used to it. And I'm not even going to realize that, oh, yeah, my hands are a bit sticky. 
The same it is with your sticky thoughts. The ones that scare you, the ones that worry you, the ones that trouble you. Because once again, there's a part of those that looks real. And, and when you look at things closer, sometimes they just look different. And, and also being honest and saying, yeah, there probably are some things about that thing that I would like to do. But as a whole, it doesn't feel right. If you're stuck in your sticky thoughts, I want to invite you to be patient with yourself. You've lived in your life for so long that you've just gotten used to it. You've gotten caught up in it. But I also want you to know it really, if you explore it with somebody else, you're going to see at least one little thing different about it. And, and I'm going to go back to what I was saying about there has to, something has to look real to us in order to be scared. If a man in a monkey suit runs down the street, or even... The, you know, a, a lion suit, and he's running on all fours like, like the Wizard of Oz lion. Or, I'm sorry, not, not all fours. If he's running on two legs like the Wizard of Oz lion, I'm not going to be worried. Now, if I see a lion on four legs running and, you know, roaring, I'm going to be worried. But most often, like, well, almost never are our thoughts really those lions. They just look like they're lions. They just look, they look intimidating. They look scary. But when you just dive in and you see for yourself, they are not as bad as they think, as you think. And if you don't have a close friend, if you don't have, well, you're more than welcome to come on to one of my Ask, Ask Me Anything calls. I love those conversations and helping people see for the first time. Because your life changes. You know, no longer do you see a giant lion running down the street. You're like, hey, that guy's, that guy's wearing a little kid's costume that looks like a lion. Isn't he a bit old for that? One of the other things that I've seen from myself is the longer that I allow myself to be and experience this beautiful feeling, the more I'm able to serve and help others. Because if, if I can't see it, if I can't see how it works, how are they going to? I was talking to a mentor today and she's like, Joseph, and, and even a good friend yesterday, and they both said pretty much the same thing. Joseph, your mind is going like a zillion miles a minute. You have a lot of really cool quotes or a lot of really cool things that you put in here, but you don't need that. Is what my mentor said today. And yesterday I had a friend call me out of the blue and said, 
and it's it's somebody I'm, I'm close enough with that I ask I ask them for real feedback from uh, from a talk that I gave just a couple weeks ago. And you know what was interesting? She said, Joseph, I'd, I'd given another talk probably probably about a month or so before this. And in that talk, you know, she like she had loved it. But this last talk that I did, she said, you use way too much stuff from other people. You use way too many quotes. You used way too many this. You use way too many that. I just wanted to hear you. I just wanted to feel your presence, your spirit. And you know what's interesting? So for that first talk, now, you don't have to listen to what I'm about to say next. If you're preparing for a talk, this is just my experience. So for the first talk that I gave about a, probably a couple months ago that she was referring to, every time I prepared or I tried to prepare, the Spirit would say, Joseph, you don't need to do this. You know how this works. Oh, guys, I am not being vain. I am not being, like, I'm not saying how awesome I am. I just do better when I don't prepare for a talk. Now you might be wondering, how in the world is that possible? Because we have an amazing Heavenly Father and He speaks to us through the Spirit. And if we're just an empty vessel, we will know exactly what to say. However, it was interesting. I just realized this on the call with my mentor this morning. For two weeks, I prepared for this talk that I was giving for this large group of singles, this most recent one, that she said, hey, you used too much stuff. I wish, I wish it would have just been you. Every time I sat down to prepare, I just felt that. I really did. I, every time I sat down and prepared, I felt that way. Well, I was just, I wasn't sure. I don't even know what I was thinking back then. But even right before I gave the talk, I did not feel good. I did not feel, I'd, so, I felt so not good that my stomach was in knots. Now, some people just equate that to like stage fright or whatever. I, I don't normally get that. I just show up. I mean, I have some scary thinking around it sometimes, but it's not like, like I know when I'm in the moment, it just comes through. But it was interesting as I prepared for that talk, like I just felt, ah, like, and, and, and Sunday morning, because I gave that talk Sunday night, I finally just made a decision to go in a direction because I had to get something done for the PowerPoint, right? But if I was really paying attention, you know what I would have seen? That feeling was saying, Joseph, you don't have to do this. You don't have to prepare these things. 
I've got you. And the talk would have turned out so much better than it did. And it turned out like most people thought it was pretty good, but it would have been like so much better. It's amazing how, how our thoughts work. And it's amazing how back-to-back days, two people share the exact same thing with me. So back to this idea how our thoughts become sticky. People tell us stuff. I mean, I, I had one very well-meaning people, person say, you know, Joseph, the Spirit can inspire you beforehand what to write down. And it absolutely can. For sure. But my experience has been so much better when I really just let go and let God. I mean, even... The mentor this morning shared with me if I would just be real with people, if I would just be real, if I would just be present with them and not worry so much about like, whatever Joseph thinks, that I would help so many more people. And so today I'm doing that. I'm showing up. I'm, I'm just being here. And and hoping and even praying that whatever is meant to come through this will come through to you. So it just came to me. It's like I was thinking, what do I want to share with these people that change their lives? Well, I don't need to do that. I just need to be an open vessel. I can have a vague idea or even explore what I think might be helpful for a little bit. But our, our sticky thoughts come back. I want, I want you to think for yourself, if you're willing to, I want you to think about some of the sticky thoughts that you have. You know, some of the ways the world looks really real to you that you've almost been trying to get rid of for a long time. I want you to just play around with them a little bit. And it's okay to acknowledge that, you know, there's things about... Because, <sighs> see, this, this is hard sometimes having this conversation with you guys because I'm not... I'm having a conversation with a large group of you and I don't exactly know what it is you're dealing with. So I try to just use my experiences, but you know, sometimes they, sometimes they fail. Well, I don't know. Maybe they fail. (laughs) There's only one way to know, you know, guys, sometimes we have to be patient and allow things to come through us. And and one of those things that came through back to the syrup if you have your hand in syrup for so long and you pretty much keep it there all the time, essentially repeating these thoughts over and over and over and over and over, eventually that syrup's going to crystallize. And it's going to take a, a little bit longer in some cases 
to break your hand out of that syrup. Whenever you have a thought and you immediately have a yucky feeling, that yucky feeling is telling you that, th- that whatever you're thinking about that thought, there, there is not that truth in there. Truth resonates. It's like if you say your name, my name is Joseph Anderson. It feels something. The Spirit can testify of that truth. Like, but whenever you say something that's not true, like, my name is Paul. No matter how much the Spirit wants to testify of that truth, or it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't want to testify of that truth. No matter how much I want it to, it doesn't. It just doesn't work that way. So at first, when you have a feeling that's just a bit off, it's just simply telling you really quickly, like, hey, don't do that. Don't say that. Don't, you know, don't go that direction. But if you continue going that direction, the feeling will get worse and worse and worse. Why? Because somehow beyond my wildest imagination, Heavenly Father has created us in such a manner that it's like, whoa, wait a second. So if I'm going towards something that's good for me, I'm generally going to feel pretty good and peaceful? Yeah. And if I'm going towards something that's bad for me, I'm generally going to feel pretty yucky and awful? Yeah. Well, what if I keep going down that road? Then that intense feeling gets louder and louder and louder. And the reason being the same way if you put your hand on a hot stove, it's going to hurt. Because Heavenly Father wants you to let go of that as soon as possible. Like if you're holding on to that thought or that thing or, you know, whatever, like whatever it is you're holding on to and you're feeling worse and worse and worse, He wants you to drop whatever that is that you're thinking in that moment or whatever you're doing in that moment. There really is, there is a spirit and there is a power that leads and guides and directs us in everything that we do if we will allow it. Everything can be used for your good. Funny enough, this mentor I was talking to this morning, we were actually supposed to meet three weeks ago and before that, even a a week before that. And the week before that, we rescheduled and the and then the week after that, I actually, I thought we'd scheduled for the same time and I, I misunderstood. And so I, I missed the meeting, which just doesn't normally happen for me. And then today must have been the perfect day for us to meet because that's when we met. I want each of you to know how divinely you are made. Truly, good feelings mean go forward. Yucky feelings mean, hey, hold up, there's something off here. And habitual thoughts that keep coming through your head. I I do believe the adversary wants to use them to torment us. 
but I don't believe he wants us to dive in and explore them deeper. Because when you start diving in and exploring, you start to realize what is true and what is not true. Every one of us can tell the difference between truth and not truth. They feel different. If you're having an experience and it feels joyful and awesome and amazing, that's the the Spirit saying, hey, keep going that direction. If you're having a really yucky feeling, plenty of times that's saying to stop. At the very least, it's telling you to be still. So yesterday I was, you know, trying to think of what I needed to get done in that moment. And, and I started to get overwhelmed. You know, some things happened, kind of threw me off a little bit. And I finally just got up and went outside and I ate an apple and took a quick break outside. And as I did that, a new thought occurred to me to go study a particular coaching program that I have. And I did that, and it turned out to be a beautiful experience. The reason we get so overwhelmed is because we're trying to think of the next thing to do. We're scanning our mind. We're scanning our brain. We're scanning all of the things that we've ever done looking for the next right thing to do. We're not waiting and listening. One of, the t- one of the things I'll ask my clients sometimes if I ask them a question and they can't c- come up with the answer is, are you scanning or are you listening? Are you scanning like you're scanning the radio? Or are you being still and listening for what Heavenly Father wants to say to you? I, I know for me, many times it's it, it's the the scanning the radio. Okay, well, what is it I got to get done? I got all these options. What do I need to do right now? What's the most important thing? It's like we don't want to lose any time, and so we put so much pressure and intensity on figuring out the next step. So I know this. I know today has been a little bit all over the place, but I want to come back now to. The reason I started today's podcast. And that reason is because once our thoughts crystallize, sometimes it takes a little bit more to get them out. Because we don't even realize that they're crystallized. We, like, and, I, and I've shared this. I, I am totally guilty of this. It's like, oh no, the adversary is tempting me to do this. Oh, the adversary is reminding me of this. Well, it might just be habitual thought. When I think something over and over and over and over, there's a good chance the mind being somewhat like a computer, I'm going to think it even more. And when when we think about it that way, it's kind of different. It's like, at first, thought is just, like I said before, just thoughts floating through the ether. But once it is that we've taken that and embodied that and made it almost a part of us, that changes things. So coming back to habitual thought, 
what do we do about it? What do you do about those thoughts that have almost been like iced over in your head and they've just become a part of you? Look and see where the truth lies in that. Look for the, you know, look for where you have commas in your life. And what I mean by that is we have an event happen and we automatically add meaning to that event. It's like, oh my goodness, this thing happened. And now this means X, Y, and Z. Oh, I, I met this person in the temple. Oh, that means I'm supposed to marry them. So do you see there's a comma there? Oh, I met, I met them in the temple. That means I'm supposed to marry them. Instead of a period, oh, I met this person in the temple. Or, like, I mean, I even once had a religious leader tell me, hey, I've, I've seen plenty of people in the temple. And, you know, I was even looking for that person for a particular, you know, to ask them to, to serve in a particular position in the church or to consider them. And once I saw them in the temple, the answer was no. So again, like the more you just like treat things matter of fact instead of, oh, this means this. I, w- I was thinking of, uh, I think so often guys, especially, especially people that are wanting and desiring to do the right thing all the time. We're constantly asking, what does this mean? What does this mean? What does this mean? What does this mean? What if you don't have to know what it means? What if you could be okay with the unknown? What if you could have enough faith to simply ask God? What does this mean? I met, I met this person today. What does that mean? There, there was a time that I, I met this individual. Did, you know, I, th- I thought it was pretty cool. And we, we were having a good time. It was a girl and, you know, I'd met her at a party. And, and we'd enjoyed each other's company for quite some time. And I went to the temple and you kind of, you know, even almost like, like half, like half worriedly ask Heavenly Father, like, hey, what do you think about this individual? Like almost worry that he's going to be like, oh, that's the person for you or any of those things. Do you know what he told me? Like, she's nice. <laughs> I've had other experiences where I've asked him about, asked him about girls and I've had like, yeah, she would be amazing. And in this particular instance, it was, she's nice. We don't have to be afraid of our experience of life. Because no matter what happens to you, no matter what anyone says to you, it's the feeling that matters. I can have a scary dream and feel awful inside the dream. That is the spirit saying, Joseph, no, this is not, 
This is just a scary dream. This is not saying this is your future. I remember one time I was I was going to to meet an individual, going to meet a girl I was interested in, and the night before I had the same dream like twenty six times. I kid you not, that I was gonna go, that and I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna see her. Well, <laughs> the next morning I finally woke up, if I even went to sleep, and I did see her. The adversary is the father of all lies. But there's one very powerful tool that he does not have. He can never give you peace. So you can say all you want to me. Other people can say all they want to me. If it doesn't leave me feeling peace, that is not the spirit telling me through somebody else to do something. And so we get so caught up in all of our sticky thinking that it just does, it just becomes yucky on our hands. And the other thing that just occurred to me is when it's yucky on our hands, we start picking everything up. I mean, as I put my hand down, I start getting papers. I definitely start getting dust and dirt on my fingers. Like your sticky experiences are just going to be, they're going to affect you until they don't. But I am so grateful that I explored one of my sticky experiences with my particular coach. And I'm also grateful, like one of the times that um, somebody said something that kind of took me back to my sticky experience and and they were people that were really close to me. And I immediately went to Heavenly Father and I said, hey, I know what you've told me. I know you've given me peace about not doing this. Like, what do you think? And I, I was led to the scripture that says, what greater witness can you have than peace? I mean, Heavenly Father is so remarkable and so awesome. Like, and if any of you guys ever wonder what I actually do as my profession, I hope people learn to listen to that voice and follow it. And pay less attention to all their other thinking and and also unwind some of that other unthinking. There's a great scripture that says, Lord, I believe. Help thou my unbelief. Every one of us believes to a certain extent. We really do. But we also have all kinds of other sticky thinking that affects us. So my invitation to you is just listen. I mean, if you want to, you can talk to a friend and have them listen to you, or you can have, you can come on one of my ask me anything calls. Like just take a closer look at that sticky thinking and allow, whether it's heavenly father, whether it's a, whether it's a professional, like myself, that just helps you wash off that residual stickiness on your hands more and more until it's mostly gone. I don't know, maybe some of it will never disappear. But the more you look and see what is true and what is not true about this experience. And again, they have a different feeling. And you don't have to be scared. You don't have to be worried. I know 
but the experience you had itself, we're more terrified of that experience than anything else. We're terrified that it's going to come back. We're terrified that we're going to have to relive that horrible pain. But that horrible pain was the gift. Now, granted, I'm, I'm not talking about physical um, abuse here or anything like that. I'm talking when you're experiencing a panic attack or something similar and you feel like your body's on fire. That's what I'm specifically referring to. Well, that pain that you're having in that moment that you want more than anything just to go away, it's actually you're, you've kept your hand on that, on that hop, on that uh, stove for so long that it's starting to hurt pretty bad. And if you don't take it off and just be still and stop thinking about whatever it is you're thinking of in that moment, you are going to do some more damage and you are going to crystallize more of that thought into more habitual thought. Now, but the beauty about all of this is the light of Heavenly Father, the light of the Savior, it shines down on what we, on what we can see and it shows us, hey, this is what really happened. This is what I meant. No, this isn't what I meant. Heavenly Father really is willing to talk to you. I want you to know that. And I want you to know no matter what you've ever been through, you are incredible. You are a divine child of God. And he cares and loves you so much that he allows us to experience that level of pain that I, I mean, I have experienced too. Because in that moment when we're thinking about the wrong thing or the wrong direction or the wrong whatever, he know like if he gives us peace in that moment, we're going to be confused and we're going to think he means something else than he does. So if you're experiencing pain from your thinking, drop the thinking. Be still. You know, like just stop thinking about it for a few moments. So, again, we first of all, we experience thought, like thoughts and ghosts flying through the ether. Once we really grab onto those things and take them in, they become sticky. And when we really keep our hand in there, it crystallizes and it takes some time and sometimes even a professional to help us walk through it. Probably because it looks like we're literally walking through the, the shadow of like, like, like the valley of death to get there. And we're so scared every step we take. But if you have somebody you trust and that can be there with you and can really just listen and give a place for the spirit to be there to teach you the truth of what it wanted to teach you, you will be good and some of those crystals will break up and some might last a little while. So, guys, I hope this has been helpful today. I know it's been a bit all over the place, but thank you guys so much for listening. And whatever it is that you felt as you listen today, I really invite you to go do that. Now, if you've made it to this point in the podcast, I'd like to invite you to go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. I don't know how you got here, but that way, if you ever want to get back here again, it's right there for you in your subscriptions.
And if you haven't already joined us, one of the really cool things that I do that's free for anyone that would like to participate is each Monday morning at 10 a.m. Arizona time, I host a group coaching call for Happy and Single. Anyone is welcome to come on, and you can even receive a little bit of one-on-one coaching time with me, depending on how many people are in the call. Now, every now and then that schedule changes, so you can go to the website happynsingle.com to be able to look at the schedule and also to be able to find the link to the Zoom room. Now, at the same time, if you would prefer a more one-on-one type of coaching experience where you can sit down and share your hopes and dreams and, and just kind of the stuff going on in your world, then there's another option available for you as well. Now, the bulk of my business is actually doing one-on-one coaching. If that's something you're interested in exploring, I've got a few spots open in my coaching practice. You can just message me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy, and we can sit down and have a chat. And it doesn't matter where you're at in the world. I've worked with people across the world. I do everything over Zoom, so it actually makes it pretty easy. Thank you guys so much again for listening. And go out and live your adventure. Thank you.